You're listening to The Brand Compass, conversations to navigate your way to building a brand fit for purpose and poised for success. Here's your host, Shelley Rosland. Hello there, my friend. Welcome back. And thank you for choosing to spend this time with me. This is a show where we encourage frank discussions and prompt your thinking about all the ways in which your brand meets the humans you serve. I'm Shelley, your host on this conversational journey. Now, I thought it was time we had a little more of a practical or educational episode. While I enjoy sharing insights and strategic questioning type episodes, I also like to get into the nitty gritty of what's happening right now in your business and perhaps even in your day today. I'm going to dig into product ecosystems with you today and it's going to be a workshop type episode a little longer than you're used to for my solo episodes i've created a handout for this as well for you just to help with the exercise i'm going to walk you through and you can grab that in the show notes if you go to shellyrosland.com forward slash podcast 031 which is the number of the episode today Now, back to the topic of product ecosystems. So when you hear the word product, I want you to just think packaged up service or standalone service. To me, anything that you are delivering as a service provider is actually your product. It's what you have to sell to your ideal clients. I decided to jump into this topic particularly because I recently ran a little mini session at one of my networking groups and I was really pleasantly surprised how many people just perked up in the room and got very curious about how this actually impacted what they had to offer their clients and what they particularly paid attention to was how they could indeed be competing with themselves. Are you itching to find out what this is all about? All right, let's get to it. This concept of product ecosystems is something I teach inside my group program. I was initially inspired by Daniel Priestley's product categories and his ethos around product ecosystems creating profit as a whole. And it's something I wanted to bring in to share with my clients as well as my group program participants. Now he talks about this in his book, Oversubscribed. So if you want to go and read up on that, go ahead. I'll pop a link in the show notes for you as well, but I'll give you the gist of it in this episode. Now, None of this information I'm going to share with you is going to be completely new to you. In fact, you'll actually recognize a lot of the wording and phrases. What I'm hoping, though, is as I explain it, it may lift some of the murky blur you might have around the subject. So you will know and have heard terms like lead magnets, lead generators, online programs, hybrid programs, VIP days, high ticket offers, and all of those kinds of words and phrases, right? However, what I want to walk you through today is that there is an overall structure 
to what you are actually creating in your business. And it's good to understand the different levels and purposes of your different offers inside of your brand machine. Now, brand machine is my term that I use to explain the biggest system that you're actually operating your business inside of. So I dig more into that and how I explain a brand machine in episode nine. So if you want to know a little bit more about that, you can go ahead and listen to that episode a little bit later. Okay, so back to our overarching structure or product ecosystem. of categories or should I rather say types or categories of your products and these categories have their own part to play inside of your brand machine and I'll explain what those are in a bit. By recognizing these categories and what you have existing at the moment inside of those different categories you may well be able to spot whether you have too much of the same type of offer or not enough levels to your offers to help distinguish them from each other. Which is why I say you start to compete with yourself, okay? Because you're making it a little bit hard for people to work you out and what it is that you have to offer. Before I jump into what the different categories are in your product ecosystem, let me do the Shelley thing and just tell you why that this may be important and a useful exercise for you to do. In my experience, there are three inalienable truths to running a service-based business. Number one, it's easy for us to overthink and overcomplicate our office, all right? Number two, sometimes, you are really just competing with yourself. Number three, your growth can be stumped purely by ambiguity. Now let me explain those a little bit more and you can see if you can identify yourself somewhere in my explanation. Right, so number one, when you overthink and overcomplicate your offer, you are literally making life so damn hard for yourself and your prospects who are really trying to work out if you are for them. Okay, so that was the first inalienable truth. Second, it's possible to compete with yourself. What I mean by this is the case where you have so many services or offers that are quite similar, you even have difficulty explaining the differences. So how on earth can you expect a prospect to work it out. They don't even end up choosing you purely because they cannot decipher what you can actually do specifically for them. Does that sound like you? In alienable truth number three, your growth can be stumped purely by ambiguity. This is where you are fluffy and you don't quite explain the benefit of working with you. And quite frankly, you may also have the added issue of complicating things. And it's all just become an indecipherable hot mess. 
gosh, I really hope that's not you. But you may have felt that at some point in your business. So I'm going to work you through an exercise today, which will help you to see which one potentially of those inalienable truths you are having an issue with right now. And this will bring us to this concept of your overarching structure or product ecosystem. Now, the thinking behind having an ecosystem is to ensure that a few of your bases are just naturally covered. Like, number one, you have a way and a systemized way of gently welcoming people into your ecosystem or into your orbit, as other strategists like to use those words. Number two, you have multiple opportunities to support and serve them. Number three, you are able to nurture your ideal prospects at different points in their decision-making or buying journey. You're in a trust-based environment. Sometimes it takes a bit longer for people to move up through your office. Or number four, some products and services will have higher profit margins and others will have smaller ones. But as a giant whole, there's a collective profit that is there to celebrate and measure. Okay, so those are things we're trying to naturally cover by building this ecosystem. So let's get into the exercise. Now, like I said earlier, I've created a little handout for you to use for this. So you can go to the show notes, find the link for that and download it. It's free. You won't have to give me your email address or anything. Just click and print. Or what you can do is just create what I'm about to explain to you on a blank A4 piece of paper. All right. So while you're listening, just have the blank piece of paper in front of you and I'll walk you through it. Okay. On the handout, I also noted these descriptions that I'm about to do. So that's also quite handy if you want to go get that handout. Right. So when I did this live for a group of business owners, I brought Lego to the exercise. So... I'll explain this as I used the Lego, but you don't have to have Lego. What you need is the piece of paper I talked about, but what I also want you to do is um, draw five blocks onto the piece of paper, and this will represent each of the categories we're going to work through. Try and draw them lying next to each other, just for simplicity's sake. Now, if you have Lego, great but if you don't I want you to see if you can go and find five different small objects different shapes and different colors and sizes okay like a sharpener eraser whatever you can find a lid to a bottle if you want to go and do that now you can pause the podcast and then come back to me but I'm going to carry on okay we're going to use these objects or lego metaphorically to represent your different products Don't immediately think, oh my gosh, I don't have five products, all right? But don't, just stick with me, like, relax, we're going to get through this. So what I want you to do now is, you've got your piece of paper, you've got your five blocks, okay? The little five objects that you've got, visualize them with a bubble around them, okay? This represents your ecosystem of products, okay? Now let's learn about each of the five different categories and then you're going to look at your little bubble ecosystem and you're going to pick one out of those when you think that you can actually match one of these descriptions and you're going to pop them on the block that's related to them. Okay? Right, so as I describe each category, what I want you to do is label your first block, 
with a category name. So put a little label on it and then you're going to have a look at your little pile. You're going to choose an object and you're going to put it in the box. All right, so let's get to it. Category number one is gifts. So label block number one, gifts. These are products you create to share your knowledge and expertise without expecting anything, nothing in return. It literally is a gift. They are used to attract new people to you, create awareness and educate prospects. Now these are truly free, so people don't even have to give you their email address, okay? So examples of gifts are things like your podcast, your blog, YouTube videos, live show maybe, PDFs or downloads with no email needed. Now what I want you to do, now that you've heard what a gift is, is have a little look at your bubble and think whether you have a gift at the moment. What is it? Now take a piece of the Lego or one of your objects and place it in the gift block. Category number two is attraction products. So label your next block along as attraction. These are valuable products or tools you create as lead magnets, okay, for specific campaigns to drive qualified traffic and you want to actually gain a data, what I call a data connection with interested prospects. Okay, so these are free in that you don't or your prospect doesn't pay for them. However, you do ask for an email address and you'll then send the recipient a sequence of warming emails. Okay, so that's kind of what they're getting for the free thing that you've given them. An example of an attraction product are things like a video mini series, an online masterclass, whether that was live or recorded, a quiz, a tool or some kind of profiling test of, of sorts. Now I want you to look at your bubble again and see whether you have an attraction product in your bubble. If you do, take an object and put it into the attraction block. Let's move on to number three. This is what Daniel Priestley calls product for prospects. Okay, a P for P. So label your next block P for P. Now these, very importantly, are low cost buy-ins for someone to gain a closer understanding of you or get a low risk way of learning more about your approach and uh, the experience of actually, you know, being in your orbit, if you like, or being within your ecosystem. Typically, we're talking about something that isn't more valuable than say, in terms of price, a hundred pounds to a hundred dollars. Okay, and again, now as I'm gonna give you some prices, it's gonna all be proportionate to what's actually in your value ladder. What, what are the pricings of your offers? Okay, so these may look like things like a book, a webinar, a masterclass, a mini learning series, or perhaps a virtual version of something you've done before live. Do you have one of these? Pick an object from your pile and pop it into the box. Okay, so, so far we've done three categories. Your gifts, which are completely free. Your attraction, which are free, but you have to provide an email address. Your products for prospects, which are a low cost, low risk buy-in for the prospect. Let's move on to number four, which is your 
core product. So label your fourth block on your piece of paper as core. Now this product in general is the main service you are driving people towards. It's your main transformative product which moves a client from A to Z on their journey. It's a complete solution with as much input from you as possible. Potentially, it's a, it's a pretty high value proposition. Examples of this might be something like an intensive consultation package, a mentoring program, a coaching program, uh, an in-person workshop, live event, or even a group program. And the pricing would be somewhere between 3,000 and 5,000 pounds. Okay, think in dollars as well if you're listening in the US. Again, this is going to be proportionate to your value ladder or your product ecosystem or your range of offers. Okay, so just I'm giving you a guideline. So you just need to adjust it for what's right for you. Do you have this already in place? I suspect you will in some shape or form. Pick an object from your pile and plop it into the box. All right, Whew. well done for keeping with me here. Now we get to our last category which is number five, and Daniel Priestley calls this your products for clients, your P4Cs, right? So label your last box as P4Cs. Now these are smaller investments than what your core product is, but they are crucially sold to existing clients. They might have less profit, but can be also sold in higher volumes like a one-to-many solution, all right? They can be one-off or they can be retainers. If they're one-off, they might be priced somewhere around 100 to 450 pounds. And just think of that in dollars as well, proportionate again to your value ladder. So these could be little bolt-on services to what you've already delivered, okay? Or, if they're retained services, they might then be priced somewhere around the 50 pounds to 800 pounds per month figures, right? And this could be paid communities or memberships, retainer services, software licenses, subscription support, things like that. Do you have one of these? Pick an object from your pile and pop it in the P4C's box. super chunky right let's take a breath oh, and let's just see where you ended up now that you've got your lego pieces or your objects on the paper in front of you i want you to just reflect now on a couple of questions i'm going to ask you so have a look at the objects in front of you do you have an even spread uh, across the categories can you spot any gaps? Is there a category that you've got no pieces in at all? Or alternatively, have you got lots of objects or pieces of Lego in one category? What do you think the impact is of the mix that you see in front of you now that you know about those categories? Now, I just want to say something here. Just be observant 
at this point. Don't do, and I, and I do this, this is why I'm saying it, do not go into critic mode and berate yourself about what's going on in that piece of paper in front of you right now. All you are doing is being observant about what's going on right now and gathering information. All right. Now, if you were a little bit confused with that exercise, a lot of information has been thrown at you now. I've got a fail safe backup for you. This is what you do. You go to your website, you look under your services tab. What do you have listed there? Okay, write them down, name only, and write next to each one how much they are, roundabout for the prospective client to actually invest in. All right, that alone will help you to kind of work out where those services are sitting within those categories based on the pricing. Okay, step number two, go and have a look around the rest of your website. What else do you offer people? Here's a hint. Do they have to fill in a form for something? What is that? Have a look at your menu tabs. Do you have a blog sitting there or news or articles or a podcast or video resources? If you see anything, go back to your blogs and see if any of those things that you see fit in those categories that we've gone through. Now, as a last test, whether you did the simple backup one or whether you did the one with me going through the five different categories, I've got a bit of a bonus exercise for you if you're really serious about getting this really clear for yourself. Okay, you're going to need two people to help you with this. Basically, I want you to meet with two trusted friends. I want one of them to be a fairly sensible personal friend, okay, who isn't really connected to you business-wise, but they've got a good head on their shoulders, good person to talk to, okay? And then another one who is a businessy friend who possibly knows you through networking. The key is I don't want either of these two people to have been a client of yours. Okay, so that you haven't physically delivered any of your services to them. Okay, so what's the task? Well, it's a two-parter, all right? I want you to take the list that you wrote down of your list of services from your website or from what you've identified from your five categories uh, exercise that we did. And then I want you to work through each one and explain them individually to these two different people obviously at two different times, not together, okay? Part one of the task though is when you are explaining the service to them, what I want you to do specifically is talk around these three points. Number one, describe clearly who that service or product is for. Number two, what does the client actually get from buying or having that service or product? Number three, how is it physically delivered? Okay, so those are the three points I want you to use in your description of that service to your friend. Now, I wanna make sure that you know to do this in person. So yes, you can do it on Zoom with video or you can do it in person in a coffee shop or something. I don't want you to do it on email because actually what I want you to do is be really observant 
of how the person is listening and how they're reacting to what you're saying to them, okay? Because that's all going to be feedback and very useful information for you. Now, once you're done doing the explanation bit about these services using those three points, the second part to this exercise is I want you to ask for some direct feedback. Now, you need to be not precious about this and you need to let the person speak when you've asked them the question. Now, these are the four questions I want you to put to them. Did each of the services or offers sound different to each other? Number two, did any of the services sound pretty much the same? I.e. the person couldn't really distinguish between them. Number three, did each service, as you explain them, make sense on their own as a product or a service? And number four, did they all work together and make sense as a little ecosystem? Okay, again, I'm going to remind you, you're gathering information, just squash down the critic for now. Do not attach any meaning to anything that's said or any of the information. Just be really curious and observant at this stage. Okay. Oh, I think that's a lot. So we'll probably stop there for today. What I want you to do is put all your notes together after doing this workshop and see what your outcomes are. This bit of work is quite intense. All right. And we've only covered a really small part of it. So uh, what I would say is you do not need to have a product in every one of those categories. So, so fight that urge. You have to have something in each one of those boxes. All right. You can build up to that. What I would say is to focus on two of those categories. Okay. I would get a good gift product in place that will serve you over the long term. And the sooner you get that up and running, the better. So that's your, you know, hero form of content, for example, like your blog or your videos or your or your podcast. Right. And the second one is your core product. So your transformational high value service is probably something you're already doing. That's why I kind of say focus on those two, because if you're already doing that, that's an easy one to start with, to sharpen up and tighten up to make it even better. I'd love to know how you got on with this exercise. This is the first time I'm running a workshoppy type episode as well. So I'd love your feedback. So can you find me please on Instagram? Just DM me or contact me on LinkedIn. My email is Shelly at ShellyRosland.com. Just make sure you look uh, to how you spell that when you look wherever you're finding me. Remember that we are shining a light on this because we ultimately want to be clearer as service providers about what we're actually offering our ideal prospective clients. The clearer we are, the quicker they will understand and the faster they will be keen to engage and work with you. That's good, isn't it? 
Clarity is at the core of developing your brand strategy. Your offers or your services are indicators to your market of who you are, the problems you solve, and where your expertise specialism lies. This as a whole is your brand positioning, which is integral to your brand strategy. How was that? Did you enjoy that? I know it's a bit longer in a workshop format. I'd love your feedback again, like I said. What else would you like me to do a deep dive session on? Let me know. More than happy to do another one of these if you are enjoying them. Until next time though, my friend, stay strong, believe you have value and make good brand decisions. Thank you for listening to The Brand Compass. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your entrepreneurial friends and help them make good brand decisions. Until next time, let's keep the conversation going at ShellyRosland.com.